0: Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 172. This episode is brought to you by Tandawai Rum. During this unique and challenging time, Tandawai stands in unity with our partners, customers, and community. With strength and resilience to get through this pandemic and serving our community by acting responsibly through quarantine and social distancing practices. To enjoy Tandawai rum and Tandawai cocktails from the comfort of your own home, visit our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram at Tandawai Rum. We will get through this together. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. shirtclubcom On this final installment of our series, The COVID Chronicles, we chat with Noah LaPorga. Noah, along with his partner Angelina, are the founders of Hawaii's newest tiki bar, known as Skull & Crown Trading Company. We learn about Noah's eclectic background, his upbringing on Oahu, and how it culminated into him opening Skull and Crown. And as the world slowly reopens, we discuss what's next for this venture, including collector's mugs, a book, an album with Don Tiki, and the upcoming Skull and Crown Traders Club. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, Please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by desertoasisroom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. We've got tiki mugs, t-shirts, and pendants available right now. Any purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Alrighty, grab a Mai Tai and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room as we take a virtual trip to the island of Oahu and give it up for our friend, Noah LaPorga. Aloha.
1: What's up, brother?
0: Not much, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good.
0: Happy uh, Tiki yeah. Tuesday. <laughs>
1: it's Tiki Tuesday.
0: <laughs> tiki Tuesday. It's
1: a <laughs> nice day today in Hawaii. Uh, I originally was going to uh, stay at home to do this uh, interview until uh, all the maintenance workers were uh, weed whacking. Oh. to weed whack <laughs> today around the house. So I'm
0: like, oh, okay. S- So where are you right now? you at the bar?
1: I'm at the park. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> at the park. Nice. I did a little walk before that. So I was like okay, oh, yeah.
0: unwind. Yeah, yeah. Always nice to be outdoors there in Hawaii. It's
1: like it's been crazy this past weekend. It's like it's it's like a rager everywhere you go. Like all the beaches and parks.
0: Really? So and what what's happening out there right now on Oahu? Is is it still locked down?
1: Um, we're still under lockdown. But they're allowing, uh, uh, I guess, people, as long as they're uh, socially distanced, to go to the beach. And, right. Uh, before, it was like you're, you're not allowed to stand, stay on the sand or um, chill on the sand. Okay. You have to be constantly moving or swimming until this past weekend, or was it a week already? I think it was just this past weekend they're allowing that, and they opened up the parks. Okay. Uh, you, can't, you can't picnic or anything, Although know, people have been doing that. And uh, tennis courts and some sports.
0: What does the tourism look like? Are people traveling there now?
1: I went to Eva. I usually go to Eva over Circle Island, which is what uh, me and Angelina, uh, my girl, do uh, every so often, just kind of drive around the island and do some pickups go to super Superette, pick up some poke and roll me some shrimp. Right. Just once a week, you know, just to go around. But it was crazy busy and packed and I don't know. There's there's been a lot of tourists. It's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's all over the news now, like yeah. you don't quarantine. They posted on the news. It's kinda weird.
0: This morning they were at the one of the airports and It was packed. There were long lines, and some people missed their flights because the security was backed up. No way. Yeah, so it seems like people are starting to travel again. Out here in Orange County, they just opened, they're calling it stage two of the reopening, where they open dine-in restaurants, they open shopping malls, retail shopping, they open the beaches. Yeah and you know people are supposed to be social distancing and wearing masks but from yeah. everything that's being posted nobody's doing that it, they're just going back to normal
1: yeah it's it's that's, that's it's crazy and um i posted some videos i guess there was uh, there were two huge parties last night or this past weekend at Waimeo Bay oh wow there were like hundreds of people Wow! No masks, All on the beach, um, throwing ragers. It was mostly like uh, military people,
0: and okay. uh,
1: and some locals. And it's there in Mokalea Beach Park. Huge uh, fire. uh
0: yeah. Out of
1: pallets. But the thing was, not only um, did they not wear masks, or, or it was just like a huge rave or a concert. Seemed like.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they left all the old and all the trash
0: yeah.
1: on the beaches, which is what kind of, you know, got me a little fired up on oh, yeah. a lot of the locals here in Hawaii.
0: Oh, I bet. Like,
1: I'm talking about plastic um, cans all over the sand and um, pallets. Well, yeah. that's one thing uh, we're not allowed to do is burn pallets too far yeah. for bonfires because it warms up the nails. And there's been instances when people walk the beach to step on, you know, oh. uh, all of these nails. So it's it's uh, it's it's uh, it's weird. It's a weird time here. Yeah. You
0: know? uh, yeah. Is there a reason why they chose Waimea? Is it because it's so far away they thought that they'd be able to, like, have a big event there without raising a lot of attention?
1: I think Moquirea would be the place to do it because it's so far away, right? Yeah, but Waimea is such a popular beach and so iconic.
0: Um, well, it's just—I mean, it's still—it's uh, still, it it's still detached yeah. from, you know, especially if there's no tourists, right? I mean, it's still so de- yeah. detached from the other side of the island, you know.
1: Yeah, and you know, as I said before, like yeah, there's not many tourists, but I see a lot uh, uh, on the north shore. Yeah. Waikiki is dead. You know, and it's,
0: yeah.
1: it's like a ghost town there and uh, uh, all the other places in town, but for some reason I think... Uh,
0: They're all going up north.
1: To, yeah, to a speed, doing that a drive around and yeah. hanging out on the North Shore, Hollywood, uh, and all of these places, you know.
0: Yeah. So how have you guys adjusted to the past couple months?
1: Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're kind of adjusting to adjust into it. They're allowing restaurants to open up on June 5th here in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, we fall under the category of a restaurant. So yeah. we're still able to open up, uh, with a lot of changes. We adapt to a lot of the changes. Right. One of the requirements, which is it's like, they're not allowed to have any bar stool. There's no one standing at the bar. Right. Uh, We've got to remove fifty percent of seating uh, in our bar. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. It's like I don't know if we should even open or not. Uh, we're still debating me and my partner Angelina. We're thinking of if it's even worth it to open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during this time, you know they're still uh, doing the stay-at-home order, and but at the same time they're doing like the opening allowing us to open up for restaurants but they're still telling people to stay home and I don't know it's just such a weird yeah, <laughs> a weird thing yeah,
0: yeah this time that you guys have been closed have you been doing anything creative with the business like has it spurned any kind of new menu items drinks or anything like that or have you just kind of treated it as time off to recharge the batteries
1: it's uh half half I think uh now's the time you know we're just thinking like oh this is our time because we have other businesses too where it's just like we plan and promote pop up events and bars uh aside from uh scrolling Crown, and so usually around this time is when we usually just uh chill out and brainstorm on what we should do for upcoming project. Okay. And for our effects company up in Los Angeles, we kind of brainstorm and think about what we can do and wow. work on that as well. So oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have a lot of our bartenders, they just come up with ideas of what we should do and how we should adapt when we do open.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about Skull and Crown for a bit because so far our listeners that don't know. Noah is the owner-founder of Skull & Crown. And, you know, when you guys opened, you seemed to come out of nowhere. At least for the people out here in the mainland, it was just, uh, there's all this buzz, right, about this new tiki bar out there in Hawaii. And it was interesting to hear that because for a long time, you know, craft cocktails and that kind of stuff was not really associated with the islands. Yeah. Let's give our listeners a deeper dive into the history of Skull and Crown. Uh, speaking of that, let, let's talk about your background. Tell us about how how all of this started for you and the journey to opening Skull and Crown. Um, so
1: Skull and Crown is a partnership between me and myself. My partner, it's like a half half thing. Um Angelina Khan. You'll meet her one of these days. Um yeah, I mean, as far as my background I've been a big fan of Kiki for quite a long time. Actually uh not not as probably not as long as you <laughs> like around um just twelve, thirteen years.
0: That's a long time.
1: Uh <laughs> fan. and so, you know, I fly in and out every, quite a bit, uh California because of uh, business up there as well, yeah. Uh, especially to Los Angeles, and of course visiting all the iconic bars, like Piki Cheap, the hut. Uh, every so often, every chance I can get, and of course living here on Oahu, uh, you know, visiting La Mariana, and yeah. pretty much that's it. You know, as far as Tiki bars here in Hawaii.
0: So, um, were you in hospitality before Skull and Crown?
1: Uh n- no, but I was okay. more into uh event uh event promotion, production. Okay. Okay. Uh and of course uh uh yeah, just a lot of marketing and um promoting events uh for different places and like a lot of pop up stuff.
0: Right, right.
1: Especially okay. uh Halloween and horror, more in the horror genre, uh is where my background comes from, because uh, we also do, like, haunted houses and attractions. Oh, nice. So,
0: oh, nice. Uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh,
1: so I also have, uh, me and Angelina, we also have a effects company in uh, Van Nuys, which is uh, called Black Box Effects. Uh, and we had this effects company for quite a, a long time, but we just recently moved the past two years uh within the past two years to Van Okay. Okay. Uh, and we do effects props, makeup effects props, like a boutique, boutique effects company that our artists work on films or horror attractions.
0: Okay, okay.
1: a lot of um, uh, practical effects. Things,
0: yeah. So that's so, where the theming probably uh, came from, I'm guessing, is from having your effects background.
1: Uh, yeah, our sex background and that and just coming up and still writing a lot of, uh, our pop-up events. So we do Halloween pop-up bars and okay. those bars. And, um, as I said before, haunted attractions. Um, but being a big fan of tiki and craft cocktails as well, not just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, being born and raised here in Hawaii, I was, like, born next to the sugar mill here in Hawaii, next to the sugar fields. Okay. Or the sugar cane fields. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, Kohana opened up, too, which was another big thing for us here in Hawaii, having our own distillery here in Hawaii.
0: Yeah,
1: which is uh, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, growing up here, here in Hawaii, as far as, like, I'm talking about before, like, as far as craft cocktails, was non existent, you know. Um, and of course, you know, the Mai Tais were more, mostly like Hawaiian Mai Tais. Sure, yeah. Pineapple juice and yeah, rum yeah. floats. And so when I do go uh up to the mainland or Los Angeles, and we always hit up all the bars, and you're like, this is what the Tiki Cocktail is, or, you know, uh, as far as like 1944 Mai Tais. And, you know,
0: do all the classic
1: cocktails, right? Right. And, and I was like, why don't we have that here in Hawaii?
0: Yeah, I, I think that a lot of tourists just they associate the mai tai with Hawaii, but yeah, with they job, which don't know they're in, but. understandably they're not going to know the history, the the real history of it, so they have an expectation, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, like there's been an awakening of sorts on Oahu for the past decade with craft cocktails. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, uh, over just like a decade ago, you couldn't find a good drink anywhere. No. But now oh, yeah. you can find a good cocktail in a lot of spots. And it's made me excited about going there just to do some kind of a crawl to try all of these drinks out in all of these bars that... We're not really known for that before.
1: Yeah, that's true. And that's why we're like big fan of Kiki and Craft Cocktails and we're like, Oh, well, we know a lot of amazing bartenders here or in general and mm-hmm. um, and we're like thinking why aren't there any good or why aren't there any tiki bars aside from La Mariana? Right. Um and we know that, you know, Hawaii is the whole sort of tiki bar is all about escapism
0: yeah.
1: for people in the mainland, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and when you come to Hawaii, Hawaii is an escapism in itself. Everything here is an escapism. Right, right, so, right. you why know, go to a fabricated place or somewhere? <laughs> well, I think, I think
0: people expect to see that there, though. Yeah. You know?
1: But it, it just, I don't know why, it just I'm um, just kind of fell off the
0: cliff for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I uh, think that maybe this is my guess is that in the 80s and 90s Waikiki started to cater more towards the Japanese tourist and yeah. it became more of a I don't know, you could see it in the architecture how it became less of something that was what you would expect to see in the Hawaiian Islands, and more of something what they wanted to provide to the Japanese tourists that wanted to maybe do some higher end shopping and maybe a certain kind of dining. It almost kind of lost its culture in in a way in Waikiki. Mm. And I don't know. That's just from an observational standpoint for me. Yeah. You know, having seen it go from. Really, be this where you know Waikiki embraced the the island style, and then it changed and it became very modern.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it has to be that. And as I said before, it's like you know, people can. There's so many places you can go here in Hawaii you know, it's like wow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: now you're in Chinatown.
1: Yeah, we're in Chinatown, and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history and we were thinking about opening up a tiki bar in Waikiki a couple years ago before mm-hmm. the idea and um, we had offers to open up in Waikiki different places after we shut down um, our escape room operations which we had a bunch of escape uh, like escape room oh, okay things, and that was the thing so we kind of our company we kind of done a lot of things and uh, a lot of random things, and we just kind of like, always like, oh, what's next, and yeah. what are the things we like doing?
0: And what made you choose Chinatown?
1: Because of the history um, of the place, and we wanted to be kind of like right in the middle of the iron. Uh, a lot of locals go to Chinatown, as far as in the um, more of the college, and
0: okay. uh, you know, okay,
1: but you know, maybe like twenties. Uh, for the demographic, like uh, right coming down or getting from the to Chinatown, and that's another thing I wanted to try and do something uh, where I would cater to the locals as well, not just tourists. You know, right. uh, like something for all the people that are, a lot of my friends and
0: right. family to right. out and <laughs> You get tourists in there as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know. Our demographic is half half. It's like okay. 50% tourists, 50% locals. Okay. Which is a, a pretty, you know, it's a cool percentage, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's over there and it's just like, uh, uh, Town. That's what I wanted to do is make it more intimate and chill and, yeah, uh, where tourists and locals can kind of just come and just hang out and, make people feel like they're at my house or at our house. Here, here in Hawaii, it's like a hospitality, you know, going up here in Hawaii, it's always like, Oh, come over to my house. And, just, right, you know, right. um, that kind of mentality, uh, apply that to our bar. Uh, the, I guess the aloha spirit, you guess can say. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully as that can sound, but you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, let's put something together where it, People just stay at home and uh, uh, you know have a cool uh, ambiance, uh, yeah. background and with effects. So a lot of the uh, props and things we have, like our shrunken heads, the mermaid or the moho which the siren, and like this uh, reptile claw. All, all, a lot of the stuff, even the skulls, there well-fabricated on our FX studio.
0: Uh, oh, nice.
1: and I kind of shipped it down.
0: Oh, nice. And
1: uh, there's a history, of story uh, for the skull and Crown, uh, which is what I wanted to create and have like a collector or a trader. Okay. Because uh, our building was built in 1901. And so a lot of Chinatown, or most of Chinatown uh, were trading companies, a lot of trading companies in the area. And they still exist today. Okay. Uh, because that sounds interesting. We're right across of the pier. Yeah, oh. Chinatown is, like, located right across of the pier, or the piers, uh, especially Aloha Tower. And before we would come down and uh, migrate here to work on the plantation, so we had, like, Japanese, Filipinos, Koreans, Puerto Ricans, Portuguese, all types of ethnic backgrounds coming here migrating to Oahu, which is the melting pot, right?
0: Right, And uh,
1: just kind of roaming Chinatown and downtown Honolulu uh, after, you know, getting off of the ship and just walking around making trades and things like that before getting dispersed into the plantation, uh, the sugar plantation.
0: Right, right.
1: A lot of history in... Chinatown, you yeah, know, a yeah. lot of trades going on, legally and illegally. There's like tunnels going under wow. Chinatown where people would do a lot of shady stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> which is another reason why we wanted to do like a trading company.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, but more like, oh, like we did a lot of reference. Uh, we looked up a lot of bars and stores. Of yeah. uh, how Chinatown store looked or restaurants looked back then in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. And of course we did a little twist of saying, Oh, what if the trader collected all a lot of these um, you know, not creatures yeah, creatures and just okay. random things okay. and he was just fascinated with uh, Hawaiian folklore. Uh, which is why we got the mermaid, which is we have that and right, right. and you know just random stuff. So it's a little on the darker side, but for us locals, you know, as like I said before, we live in paradise, and uh, yeah, you
0: know. So it's an escape for the locals, you know,
1: locals too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, we have to create a an environment where um the locals are like, "Oh, let's go check this out." Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, stuff, yeah. You know. so, so the name yeah, Skull yeah, and that's that's Crown. True. The I am assuming the name Skull and Crown is coming from your effects background. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, pretty much like that. And then um there's yeah, you know, a big story about that and we just wanted to create something random and different in you know, yeah. Hawaii, something small and but of course uh cocktails have to be, you know, legit um, not just work on the ambiance or
0: yeah, yeah, you
1: know how these look, but yeah, of course, do like just do all the uh, classic um, geeky cocktails, right? And as well as adding our own uh, cocktails to that program.
0: So tell us the story of Skull and Crown. Is it is it something you can share?
1: Uh, that, yeah, I can I share that. You know, but I mean, <laughs> okay, It's <laughs> kind of like our own. The secret thing between me and Angelina. And oh, okay. All right.
0: Well, I'll respect that if it's a uh, if it's uh, something that's uh, personal or private. I'll respect that. So yeah. let me, let me ask and you the, this: uh, What what's yeah. some of the uh, stuff there that tell us about your drink and food program there? Like, what's the most popular drink on the menu? What's your favorite drink on on the menu for yourself? And what's so, your yeah. favorite to serve and the food and all that kind of stuff?
1: um so uh yeah our beverage program uh, we have a lot of it, classic tea cocktails and uh um I guess uh my favorite right now is um uh, the Ama Ama it's a simple basic um bitter Mai Tai okay it's one of our yeah that a lot of people like uh it's uh some Mai Tai with Pampari in it and a mixture of a lot of stuff. It's it's, it's pretty good. so yeah, interesting. In all um, is bitter in Hawaiian. The word bitter in Hawaiian. So bitter, bitter Mai Tai. Oh, okay. uh, it's a pretty popular drink. We also have a skull and, skull and Crown drink. but That's for two people. And it's our interpretation of a zombie. So, uh, And it comes in a Skull mug. So it served in a Skull mug.
0: Oh, nice. So, is that Skull...
1: Like it, because it served in that. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Is that Skull a custom-made for you guys?
1: Yeah, I need that Skull because uh, uh, this is a funny story. Uh, we weren't expecting to open. We, this is, I guess, June 7th, mm-hmm. which is not too far away. Uh, we make, would make one year.
0: Right, right. That's next week.
1: Yeah, it's next week. <laughs> we're going <make> one year. <laughs> but uh, we actually got our space in November. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, we were like, okay, just being naive. It's like, okay, oh, we got our space. We're starting to pay the lease on this place. So it's only going to take us a couple months to, you know, put everything together. And the liquor license should take maybe a couple months for us to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're putting this. We signed the lease, everything, and then our liquor license. Uh, lawyer was like, "Oh, you know, it's going to take like nine months to a year wow. for you to get your liquor license." Wow. And me and Angelina are like, "Oh man, we're going to die!" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, man, we can't pay rent, uh, you know, till then. And, right. Um. So, anyways, uh, long story really short, before we found out it was going to take that long, I had a couple people sculpting mugs for us. Yeah. From our effects company. Uh, two mugs. And then when they were told, like, uh, when they completed their mugs, uh, we we're like, okay, let's, let's mold it. We're talking about Hollywood effects artists. You right, they right. Do everything. So they sculpted, uh, one sculpted a zombie, Sky Band and this just saw the guy, Rick, um, who this really cool tiki mug, and uh, two really awesome mugs. So at the end of the sculpt, I was like, okay, those look good. I approve these. Um, let's mold them. And then they responded back, like, oh, we don't know how to mold oh.
0: um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We don't know how to make molds for ceramic mugs. And they are like, Oh, if I knew that in the first place. I'm not asking <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Someone else. And you don't about these guys that make molds for like movies, epoxy molds, and all this kind of stuff. And right. End of it. So I was like, um, it's it's displayed right now, still in play form.
0: Oh, it's, really?
1: And, <laughs> and I, at long story short, um, our lawyer's like, oh, you know, you can apply for a temp liquor license. And uh, you should probably get it in like a month or two. And uh-huh. like, Why didn't you tell us that? At the first
0: I know, day? right?
1: And I know. It's like, so there was like a couple of months of us paying it when we could have applied for a temporary liquor license, uh, that was linked to, um, the restaurant before us. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That was the only way. And I wish you knew about that earlier. Long story short, um, I do some sculpting and molding too. So I was like, okay. Oh, let me just sculpt the skull and whatever. Super fast and quick. And I took it to, uh, this guy, Dean, up, uh, in town, which is the only ceramic place here in Hawaii on Oahu. Yeah. Um, I took a scope and I bought it to this guy, which is a ceramic hobbyist, which, uh, um, Henrik Van Pici knows about. We always yeah. laugh about this guy because he used to do stuff with uh, this guy as well. Okay. When Henrik
0: yeah, Van, Van used to live when, here, when he lived
1: there, well, yeah. I, so I go over there and I was like, "Can you please mold this and cast this?" And it was done, and um, it was super quick. So you know, I didn't even have any branding under the skull. So I used. He was like, "Oh, you're not gonna put your name at the bottom of the of the mug or the sculpt." Yeah, and I started, I just got the pen <laughs> and kind of like scraped out an S T C yeah. super ghetto, um, and he already made like fourteen of those mugs.
0: Oh wow!
1: And I got the mold, and then that's why it was like such a quick thing. Yeah, and yeah. You, you pulled them right before we opened, and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. At least we have a mug for ourselves, and we still have those and.
0: Um, wow, that's a great that's story.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: a rare mug, gather, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then there's so many people we catch trying to steal them.
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, I bet.
1: Yeah, right this, right before. And we only captured like 13 of them. Yeah. And then I'm surprised that, you, you know, we still have a lot of them. For sport,
0: oh, that's that's good.
1: Know, during the that's whole good. year of being open. Yeah. This guy was like, a, I think a week before we closed, or yeah, I think it was a week before we closed, um, I saw the, this guy like hiding his, the mug under his t-shirt by the bar.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then I was like, oh my God, this guy's like, you know, trying to hide. And then he went to the bathroom, comes back out with the mug still under his t-shirt.
0: Right. And then
1: I go up to him, and I was like, oh, sir, are you uh, done with your, your drink? And I was looking at his shirt where the bulge was.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he lifted up his shirt, and he was uh, kind of defensive. And he was like, oh, no, I'm still drinking it. And oh. he was drinking out. So for 10 minutes, he looked like, you know, I guess he was all embarrassed and stuff. Yeah, so he yeah. looked like an A. And he. Uh, just drinking out of that empty mug for 10 minutes long.
0: <laughs> you got to okay. put a deposit or oh, something on those yeah. things, man. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cool. I mean, there's still only kind of mugs we have, but uh, which is just for our... I know we get asked a lot, surprising, so yeah. you know, about mugs and people wanting to buy top dollar from.
0: Yeah, yeah, of but, course. Uh, it's, you know, it's sometimes... It's either going to be a collector, or it's going to be maybe somebody's there on vacation. They're maybe celebrating a holiday, oh, yeah. birthday, anniversary, whatever, and they want to have a souvenir. You know, yeah, of course. So totally, yeah, yeah. At least they're offering, and, I- and they're not stealing it, right? They're offering to pay for it. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, I think when we first started our um, our Aloha Friday broadcast. And uh, we had Gecko on. gecko mm-hmm. a homie. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, dude, he sculpted us a mug. Nice. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. Out of the Ward beat stuff with the the stolen crown on it. And oh, like, dude, nice. Dude, that's dope, man. So, is
0: that going into production?
1: We captured a few already, so we're just gonna talk about when we're gonna do that and release uh, that. Oh,
0: wow put me on the list bro I gotta get one of those
1: <laughs> yeah man yeah for we've sure we've both done that and we're just trying to during this time it's like uh, since we can't sell cocktails or anything like that
0: but, yeah uh, yeah
1: what can we do what can we sell? And not just for us but for the artists involved so
0: oh I get it I mean I'm in so the like, same boat right yeah, I mean we're, yeah. we're all just trying to get through
1: so I'm trying to come up with all these things that where all these artists that are linked to us uh, can get you know some sort of income yeah. uh, during this time, and so
0: that's nice of you. Our
1: next thing is like a collaboration is with um, uh, Don Tiki, right? And uh, which is uh, we're doing a re-release uh, with some songs and two unreleased tracks. Wow. And it's going to be the Stolen Crown album.
0: Very nice. And Stolen
1: Crown presents Don Tiki's Stolen Crown album. And uh, Kit from Don Tiki um, is mastering everything right now as we speak. Wow. I kind of put together the track list, and I was like, let's do this, do this. And I said, you know, you just can keep 100% of everything.
0: Wow, wow.
1: Let's just figure out something. and because Kit performs every First Friday at Skull Crown yeah. as a trio. Yeah. We're just pretty iconic and legendary, so, you know.
0: Yeah. That's awesome, man.
1: We're doing kind of a hard time right now, so we're just trying to figure out ways that we can do that. Yeah. Help out each other.
0: Yeah, I love that. You guys are working on a book right now, too, aren't you?
1: Yeah. We're working on a book, and uh, that's, in the worst and still down the line and right uh the book is going to be a stolen family book but i love it you know we created something else also which you're a part of which uh, i spoke to have you a part of the family i, I don't that, know if we um, could talk
0: about that i, want I, I didn't to want to bring that up but if you're bringing it up then i guess it's okay for us to talk about
1: <laughs> yeah yeah course. um well you know how it used to be back in the day. Yeah, the state yeah. Of it, they had their own certificates. Of, you know, have and uh, They had their own clubs, right? Right. And uh, but this, uh, we started a club uh, this Collin Crown, um, which is Collin Crown Traders Club. Um, a place where people get together and just kind of support each other, whatever. But within that group is the Dagger Club. These are invite only members. It's like uh, the Avengers, I guess you could say. <laughs> <or> Power <Rangers. laughs> it's like the Power Rings. So we have a bunch of people, a part of this, uh, the Dagger Club, uh, that are just knowledgeable with tiki or top notch bartenders or right. builders, mug makers. And uh, it's just a tight family. And, you know, we're fairly new right now, and that's why I are going to. You know, I'll talk to you later about, you know, we've got to try and form something where...
0: Yeah, yeah. I,
1: ...ideas and stuff, and people contribute to the club and the Dagger Club. Sure, um,
0: yeah. yeah uh, I've, I've got some thoughts about that. Obviously, um, you know, I've said to you before that I'm honored to have been included in the Dagger Club. But I've got some thoughts about that in the vein of collaborations and things like that with skull and crown and inside the desert oasis room podcast and uh, obviously i haven't spoken with you about that yet i've got some ideas in my head yeah. that i think we can both benefit from you know so uh of course. Yeah,
1: totally.
0: yeah and i think that that's what the idea is is that we're, we help each other out right so um yeah we'll definitely. talk about that we'll talk what, about that offline that's,
1: that's what it's about it's like we're, we're going to be making anything about it you know Uh, but it's all about helping other people. And um, the Strolling Crown Traders Club will be opening up uh, to the public, but uh, people would have to get uh, ordered a special edition of Silver Coins or Strolling Crown. And that's um, part of the chapter that's open to the public if they get that coin. Uh, And the Dagger Club is like, we kind of oversee the Strolling Crown Traders Club Uh, you know, with everything because we have different chapters and then of course there's you and the Los Angeles or SoCal chapter. You, Randy Tarlow, Jackie Smith, Randy from Liquid Alchemist.
0: Right, right. And
1: Nathan Hazard from Will McCoy.
0: Yeah.
1: You guys are in charge of the uh, the Los Angeles chapter or, you know, the SoCal chapter. So coming up with ideas and events for the club is going to be really awesome and, yeah. Of
0: course yeah we got the looking Holy forward chapter,
1: to. It. Los Angeles, uh, North and Los Angeles, guess, right now. Yeah. And so once our blacksmith is done creating our coins, because we're doing it old school way, we're not doing like, you know, model stuff. Right. Uh, we're going to start opening up the Sullivan Crown Traders Club to the public once they purchase a coin.
0: Very nice. Very nice. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it's, it'll be fun and, you know, it's. A way to keep people active and involved and be to be a part and to be included in something is something you know,
0: yeah, really yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, if people want to learn more about Skull and Crown, maybe even visit you in the future to get your address and all that kind of stuff, where can we have them find you online?
1: Uh, you can visit us on our. Uh, our social media our social handles um, is Instagram which is and Crown Trading Co um, at Poland Crown Trading Co and our website is Falling Trading dot com perfect our website perfect so yeah come out uh, when things start going uh, you might open up on June 5th and if you do it'll be in our enchanted courtyard because we have a courtyard in Chinatown um, we're thinking about just opening that part up and uh, yeah serving cocktails and make
0: it private uh, more like a uh, reservation only kind of event right right very nice well I hope to get out there soon I was supposed to be out there this summer but you know the travel's been suspended right now so my goal is to get out there now before the end of the year since I can't go this summer so if I can get out there before the end of the year I'll let you know ahead of time
1: Oh yeah, you better. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, club members will, will
0: throw a big party. Oh, and, I love that. Uh, yeah. Big little for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about about getting out there. Yeah,
1: please, man, come out! It, uh, we'll we'll keep you in our, our quarantine place if you yeah. come out in the 14
0: days. Yeah. Get hide in our in our bar.
1: Very nice. <laughs> it's showering the waterfalls.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll hang out there. I'm happy with that. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I'll let you get back to your day, and uh, I, I appreciate everything again. Oh no!
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: We'll we'll talk soon.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much.
0: All right, thanks, Noah. Cheers. Aloha. <laughs>